Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff text me 949-415-6256 please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book the comprehensive guide to clinical research it's been selling really well getting very well received by the community thank you guys so much for that also check out the youtube member page join this channel to get perks that's my youtube uh, membership it's 10 bucks a month you get a monthly mastermind exclusively it's a zoom call every month with other youtube members uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the youtube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences so check that out really means a lot to me and thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show problem Guru Nation, how's it going? I told you guys, we're bringing like the stuff nobody else does. First of all, there's very few channels on research to begin with, but nobody's bringing you cord as you collect on the title. You already know Facebook, well, Meta, formerly Facebook. They're getting into research. You didn't know that? Now you know, guys. Matthew, that I believe, Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong. I actually know very little. Outside of the texts we've been sending back and forth about you or what's going on, people think I do my research before I interview. <laughs> That's hilarious, guys. I don't have time for that. We got sites to run. But Matthew reached out and said, hey, man, you know, very generous of him, gracious of him to say, hey, you know what? Like, I work for Meta. I'm a coordinator. We don't have I'm like the only coordinator. We're going to get into Meta. But first, Matthew, let's get into you. How did you? Because before Meta, you were at UC San Francisco. Mm-hmm. How did you even get into clinical research? Like people usually get into it on accident. How, how, did, how did that happen for you? Yeah, um, well, uh, it all started off when uh, I guess I was one of those people uh, throughout college who was pre-med and originally planning on being a practicing clinician um, and, you know, was doing the whole uh, track of being a biology major and all of that. And, you know, growing up and just in my past experiences, uh, I really wanted to, you know, be in a career field where I was, you know, creating a positive impact for society and helping people as all the pre-meds say. Right. Um, I was pre-med too, man. That's cool. I didn't know that about you. Let me get based on your email address. It's UC Berkeley. Yeah, UC Berkeley. And I know you're smart to get into there. I couldn't uh-huh. get into there. I'm a California at the time I was California resident also. I had to go all the way to University of Arizona to get into pre-med, which is why I have an Arizona connection now. But that's awesome. I know you're smart now. 
because of UC Berkeley, man. So, yeah, Berkeley was rough, but it was. You you uh, can't just be anybody getting in there. Put it in perspective. People outside of California don't understand how competitive it is. I had Mm. like 3.6 GPA in high school, right? Not good enough. That's laughable. You got to be like 4.0 to get it. (laughs) What did you have, Matt? That's great. People don't understand. I, I don't exactly remember what my high school GPA was, but I remember it was on the lower end of the curve. Okay. Uh, but I think I, I definitely was someone who was really prioritizing extracurriculars and volunteer activities and things like that. Yeah. And I was a lot of the other stuff put together, plus somewhat decent test scores, which, you know, definitely contributed to me getting in. And I was, I was you really gotta be smart that. to get in there, Matthew. I already uh, know that you. man, that berkeley.edu says a lot about you without you saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah a lot of things i don't like about the school but that that definitely is one of the one of the benefits <laughs> nope, absolutely but, so but yeah. from there so what okay college you, yeah did you do any research related stuff in college like with berkeley yeah so i um at berkeley i didn't do any research exactly but i was volunteering at a nearby emergency room in children's hospital oakland i was doing oh, okay uh, i was a clinical research assistant at um, Children's Hospital Oakland in pediatric emergency medicine. Uh, and I was also throughout college was doing a lot of volunteering, like in the school room, in the hospital. Um, I trained to be an EMT, uh, you know, and just a bunch of other kind of things here and there. And I think uh, partway through um, doing a bunch of other things involved with being in a clinic, seeing patients day to day, talking to doctors all the time, I kind of had a switch where it was like, you know, in in being a practicing clinician, you do get that aspect of helping people, but, and, you know, it's, it's the type of work that I wanted to do, but in that first part, the, you know, creating a positive impact, uh, oftentimes, you know, not always, of course, but a lot of times it, you only have the potential to positively impact the number of people you can see in a clinic per day. And I think it's a very, you know, a lot of it is, you know, face-to-face treating patients and, uh, things like that. But I felt like, you know, with clinical research and, you know, Berkeley is of course a very research focused university. It's, uh, yeah. it's Jennifer you know, Doudna's from there, Nobel prize winner. Actually, uh, she teaches the bio one, a, the very intro no level. Kidding. Courses. You took yeah. Her class? yeah. And I didn't realize who she was until I showed up. Uh, and then wait, when was, were you taking, when did you take, as you're young, when did you take this class? Uh, 26, 2017. Oh, she was already Nobel Prize winner, right? I think it was around that yeah. time, actually. She she was, I think she she actually recently won the Nobel Prize. I think okay. it was actually, but man, but, you know, she had been well known for CRISPR and all of that stuff um, long before she won the Nobel Prize. And it was it was yeah, you know, long time, long time. Everyone ago. needs to read that book, Code Breaker by Walter Isaacson's amazing book. I have not yet it, read it yet, but uh, I definitely will make a. <laughs> it's make awesome! It it's book. awesome. But. Yeah, I think um, it was kind of that switch, whereas clinical research really is, you know, when you think about it, it's it's the avenue by which you can have more of a top down, broad ranging impact where even though you're not directly seeing the positive impacts of the work you do, it creates the innovations and, you know, oftentimes the drugs, treatments or uh, detection methods, which downstream would positively impact the entire system moving forward. And I thought that that would kind of be able to multiply, you know, impact beyond both myself and the team I'm working on uh, at the time. So um, I kind of 
wanted to explore it a little bit. And so you know, did you. the usual going to being a clinical research assistant, then coordinator and jumping here and there. And that's kind of how I got started in it. Was the, was that all prior to UC San Francisco? Was this at children's hospital, Oakland? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was, it was really a result of spending hours in the emergency room watching, you know, uh, you know, watching things go down. Cause you know, it's a, especially in Oakland, it's a, you know, it's wild. And, uh, when I trained as an EMT, you know, having to do CPR on people and all this, yeah. uh, it was fulfilling. Interesting. So that yeah. goes to show you, I mean, it sounds like you still discovered research, like not intentionally, you just discovered it, but because you put yourself in that context to where good things are bound to happen, you know, for your career. If you just expose yourself at a place like Children's Hospital Oakland long enough, you know, they do enough things to where it's going to trickle down to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think definitely uh, putting myself in myself in a lot of different positions where I can kind of just learn things from just the things that happen and the things that I'm around uh, here and there definitely was a huge influence in kind of my career direction and things like that. Gotcha. So you started assistant. When did you move from Children's Hospital to UC San Francisco, which is a huge UCSF is huge. They're probably biggest research site network in the world, maybe. Yeah, actually, uh, Children's Hospital Oakland. Actually, it's UCSF Children's Hospital Oakland. They ah, acquired there you UCSF. Go. Yeah, it's actually the uh, UCSF Benioff has a ah. Benioff Children's Hospital Oakland and they have one in San Francisco. Gotcha. Um, but I made that jump after graduating from Berkeley in December 2019. Um, I was applying for a lot. At that point, I wasn't really set. You know, I was still thinking of maybe going into nursing to be a nurse practitioner, maybe pre-PA, maybe pre-med. But, you know, I, I decided I wanted to take a couple of years to get some work experience, explore a bunch of different things, you know, not really dying to take in hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars of debt on something I'm not sure about. <laughs> yeah, Just to do uh, private practice. And uh, yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> I'm, take it from me, I was pre-med, pre-farm, all that stuff. And then all those people now are like, hey, you're, you know, you're you're better off not being in that situation so much responsibility and the pay are getting reduced you know due to a number of factors so you're in the right place with research but you're you can still you know you're young you're young enough to where you can still do this for a few years and then see where you want to go but how did you get from uc san francisco to facebook which nobody thinks about as far as clinical research is concerned yeah. Um, I think, you know, one thing that really resonated with me when I was watching your videos is really stressing that people work towards becoming a generalist. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I know you talk about that a lot. Wow, man. Big <laughs> yeah. ups to you. Thank you. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think, you know, one thing I've been learning as I jumped from, you know, pre-med and studying biology, then to emergency medicine, and then to, I did a thoracic oncology at UCSF. Um, is that like between different specialties and specific niche fields, uh, there's a lot of very technical skills that are important to learn. But in my opinion, I, I, I thought that, you know, having been in a lot of different areas that I really focus on kind of the more additive skills where it's like, you know, things that you can translate from, say, something like like thoracic oncology to now health technology. And uh, it, it was it was really it was, you know, one being, you know, more of a generalist and kind of, you know, being a little bit more well-rounded and 
two, it was really, you know, <laughs> being at the right place in the right time, of course, with a lot of things. And I'm not going to deny that uh, luck has a huge factor in a lot of, you know, the success of a lot of people as much as uh, <laughs> people are willing to acknowledge. <laughs> but um, I actually, you know, working at UCSF, I guess, for context, it was really meaningful work. And I, I loved working in thoracic oncology. I was doing phase one and phase three drug studies, uh, which, you know, was, was really great and really fulfilling, but at the same time, I, I'm sure as you're aware, very sad, uh, very stressful. And the, you know, at UCSF and any other academia, man, you know, yeah. if you've watched enough, man, you don't even need to watch that many, you know, my take on academia. Yeah. It's just, ah, uh, it's like the opposite of generalist. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. And I think, um, seeing, you know, going from what one end of the spectrum where it's, you know, oncology, where you're basically creating drugs to try and, um, you know, extend out the, you know, outcomes and uh, improve quality of life for people towards the end of their, their life as they, um, you know, after they've already had problems and, uh, you know, are then trying to, you know, kind of, uh, kind of, you know, uh, treat that and maintain where they're at, then kind of, I realized that I wanted to go more on something where it would have a larger impact on people in their day-to-day -day lives, you know, on more of a broad scale. And I think that, um, how did you find, because I'm like, I'm on LinkedIn. I've never seen Facebook looking to hire where, where yeah. was it on indeed? Or did you know somebody was, at Facebook? Yeah. So that, that was, so uh, I guess going into that point, I quit my job at UCSF with nothing lined up. With uh, nothing lined up. Okay. Lined up. And you I was hated, you hated academia. I didn't really hate it. It's just, I knew I wanted to do something else. Yeah. I hate's a strong myself. word, but okay. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I quit with nothing lined up and I was applying to a bunch of wow. big companies. I was applying to a bunch of, uh, you know, biotech. I was thinking of going into wet lab research and then out of nowhere, uh, Facebook reached out to me on LinkedIn and they kind of recruited me directly. Uh, they reached that, out to you. Zuckerberg sent you a friend request. <laughs> I wish, I wish it was that. <laughs> now I was a recruiter. I did the whole, you know, starting as a contract worker, then can transitioning over to full-time. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, kind of, wow. It was, it was really weird. And so, so they probably like, wanted someone in Bay area who had the kind of experience you had, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, it was, it was really lucky where, um, you know, all that context of having done a bunch of different things that kind of demonstrated, you know, those skills and having that, you know, on my resume and then look, yeah. looking and searching and connecting with people for, you know, that next opportunity, then trying to find, know. what was it about your LinkedIn that do you think attracted? I'm trying to pull up your LinkedIn right now. What do you think it was about your LinkedIn that caught um, their attention? Yeah, um, I think it probably was, you know, one thing I like to uh, really make sure to express on a resume, on a LinkedIn or things like that are rather than the job duties, um, the job accomplishments, I'd say. And a lot of it was, uh, you know, in academia and in massive, in massive uh, organizations like UCSF, a lot of times the CRCs do get, you know, they, they have to wear a lot of hats and they have to, you know, as you can probably see, I had to do a lot of different sides of clinical research. Um, and oftentimes when assigned to a trial or multiple trials, it's, it's that carrying a project out from 
all the different phases from startup to finish and all mm-hmm. that different kind of stuff. So um, I think that that's kind of what, you know, was was a good indicator for them as well as kind of having experience in a though not directly applicable in a lot of fields where it kind of demonstrates the um, ability to transfer your skills from one discipline to another. I see. And I know that you're new there at Meta. For, <laughs> for those that are living under a rock, Facebook changed their name to Meta yeah. uh, recently. So uh, I'm on your LinkedIn profile. I know you probably signed a bunch of CDAs, so you can't discuss too much one would think it's about technology validating certain platforms that's obviously what meta does and i'm looking at your uh job title here on your linkedin really cool linkedin profile by the way so clinical research coordinator health technology team coordinate and manage clinical technology validation studies leading operational planning day-to-day management of research execution um the rest of the stuff, draft and submit protocols, inform consent. I see. So I'm guessing has a lot to do with decentralized clinical trials. I mean, what can you tell? What can you tell us? Be careful, oh. too. I don't want you getting fired like two months into your job or one month. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been here for several months as a contractor and then finally. Okay. Made the so I've kind of they've been able to tell me a lot. But okay. unfortunately, no matter how long I'm here. Uh, you know, not really <laughs> got to keep it under wraps. But, Mom's the word. Mom's the word. Yeah. Um, what How about I, I throw out like virtual trials? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to well, do that one word uh, game. I would. I, I can't really nail yeah, it. No, no, I, it's okay. Yeah. Apple and Google, you know, they've been, this is nothing new actually. So Apple and Google both had their first virtual trial like years ago. I remember 2015. I was looking on my iPhone and I joined a study as a control group for, uh, I believe it was a Parkinson's study that Apple was doing at scale. So some of the advantages that these big tech companies have is that scale, right? I mean, you have millions and this kind of relates to what you were saying, like your own mission, your personal mission was to affect positively as many people as you can. You're definitely in the right place for that. I think billions of people have Facebook profiles and Instagram profiles. And if if I can connect the dots, I would say it's definitely has something to do with what Apple and Google were doing, but also something to do with the metaverse. All right. Like a buddy of mine and me the other day, actually, I kid you not, Matthew, we were just kind of talking about NFTs and we were talking about crypto and how you can incentivize patients to share access to their medical records to do a large study at scale. Maybe you give them some crypto as an incentive and you can tie that into the metaverse and NFT gives you admission to go to the virtual clinic. (laughs) Are you the only person there doing coordinating? Um, So we have a large, uh, you know, you can probably look up and, you know, a lot of the big tech companies, they have large clinical or health technology teams and it's nothing new, like you mentioned. Um, Yeah. uh, I'm the first one in the, uh, you know, CRC kind of role. And it's, wow, that's kind of the the interesting thing about it. Where CRC one at Meta. Yeah. Where it's (laughs) like, yeah. And it's uh, definitely absolutely nothing similar to 
what it's like in academia, obviously. Uh, and, oh, no. you know, oftentimes my, my uh, roles dated, what I do day to day has nothing to do with my actual job description uh, because, you know, it, it really does feel like a startup at times, but it, it is exciting because I think, you know, having been on both sides of, you know, first in academia, now in the tech industry, mm-hmm. um, it's exciting because there's a lot of, a lot of new things that are, you know, happening in the future. And it's, uh, you know, exciting to be a part of it. Next thing people are going to ask, and I got a bunch of viewers in the Bay Area. I know you, one of them's an intern from my former CRC Academy intern. Shout out to you, Chloe. She's helping me for the e-regulatory in, here in Yuma remotely, but she's up in the Bay. They're going to be like, hey, Matthew, anybody hiring there? You guys need more people on the team? You're going to get hit up a lot, man. <laughs> um. Not at the moment, Not I think moment. For, for CRCs. Yeah, I'm happy to talk <laughs> um, with Proof anyone. of concepts, very early yeah. days of this. Yeah, very early days. Uh, you know, that's kind of why I was like really took back by kind of the opportunity that I, that I had. Um, but, um, you know, I think it's just, you know, I want to put it out there to everyone that the clinical trial space is evolving very rapidly. Um, and there's significantly more opportunity. I know you always say that, like, this is such a great industry to go into moving into the future, um, that there's, you know, there's a lot of potential opportunity in the future to get involved in different areas. And even if, you know, other fields or other, you know, industries or companies uh, aren't, you know, exactly related to what you're doing, you know, there's a definitely it's it's not my, my mind is blown, man. I know people are way underestimating this. So am I. Yeah. Right. So I know other people are way underestimating it because when you think about reducing disparities for patients, right, that's mm-hmm. what we do in clinical research. We try one of the reasons I came out to Yuma. I mean, one reason is my wife's from here, but like one of the reasons we started a clinic here is because of that. Yeah. There is no alternative for patients here. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to reduce disparities on a small scale. But mm-hmm. when you talk about things like a metaverse, <laughs> we could just not even begin Endless. to comprehend. It. And yeah. even you guys probably can't even comprehend. It. And you work there. You're you're shaping the future and you still haven't you know thought of all the potential possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's um it's very interesting. I learned it's I amazing, learned it man. <laughs> the next podcast, we I'm gonna do a teaser. For Latinos in clinical research, we want, okay, we want Matthew on. We would love it if Mark Zuckerberg could join you. <laughs> uh, if not, it's okay, Matthew. We'll do Matthew with Latinos in clinical research. We'll talk about tech because we've been talking about this stuff. And this is what's cool. The amount of money pouring into from VC firms, pouring into decentralized trials to try to make trials more convenient for patients. You guys can just do that like this. And with, I mean, there's companies that have been decades, if not longer in this space, trying to gain traction, but they're not Facebook. They don't have billions of users. You guys, that's the huge advantage you have. Plus (laughs) you're building the metaverse. I'm excited for you, man. This is amazing opportunity, Matthew. I'm really happy you're able to get this, um, this this opportunity and hopefully we can continue doing follow-up conversations with you of course yeah no i uh thought i would reach out because uh you know i 
over the past several weeks and months, I've been really looking into your channel and thought, you know, wow, I wish this was something I had when I was starting out. And I've honestly, even still like, you know, a couple of <laughs> years into my clinical research career, uh, it's, um, I still learn so much. So I was like, uh, you know, happy to, uh, you know, help out where I can. Put in a good word for me with Zucks, man. Tell them, you know <laughs> what, when we hire like 20, 50 employees, you need someone to teach us in the metaverse, bring me on, man. I'll do it. We'll do CRA Academy, CRC Academy in the metaverse. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> cool, Matthew. I appreciate it, man. Anything else for Guru Nation? Like, you know, there's other people out there watching. Do you have any like words of advice, wisdom, any inspirational things for maybe somebody looking to get their first position in research? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, like I already mentioned, um, really don't count yourself out of, I, I feel like it's very generic advice, but I, I see so many people or hear so many people who instantly cut themselves out over things they're not directly qualified because they don't match one for one with the job description. I didn't even match. So you never one. did that. You never did this mentally to yourself. I mean, I did do it once here or there, but you know, it's, it's a learning process where it's, yeah, you might not have all the qualifications that might qualify you for uh, some job, but there's a lot of skills that you learn just experiencing different things that can translate that you do have to offer. And, you know, I've never had a tech experience and here I am. I never I'm had meta. <laughs> experience. I never had oncology experience and I, uh, you know, and I ended up in UCSF and I think, you know, really uh, paying attention to those things that you do learn with what you do have uh, and, and trying your best to see how that translates to other ways in which you can impact different fields, I think is uh, a really important step rather than, you know, Man. just the here, the now grinding of what you've got right now. If we could figure out how to connect, you know, clinical trials in the real world with the metaverse and with NFTs, I think there's something there. Look, I got this LinkedIn message today. I'm looking at it now as I'm looking at your profile. Hey, Dan, my name is so-and-so. We've created a blockchain-based ecosystem <laughs> that brings participants in the pharma marketplace together to do better business based on a common distributed ledger. <laughs> Sounds like some nonsense, but or if you need a custom software solution content, they're trying to sell me something, but people are doing, this is how these things start. <laughs> and then they become real depends mm. a lot of it on you guys honestly you google <laughs> apple i mean who else it's just those three i can think of yeah i mean uh that was also you know one thing i've been uh glad we were able to talk about it a bit but you know would love to talk to you more about kind of you know with your experience in clinical trials uh where you see the potential for impact from other industries like the tech industry or you know, any other industry where you see them inserting into that kind of tech is everything, man. Tech is yeah. like the new real estate. Everything. It used to be old school saying all business, no matter what you're in is real estate, like McDonald's, you know, they own the most real estate at <laughs> Catholic church. Now it's going to be technology. No matter what business you are, it's technology. It's the mm -hmm. new real estate. And you guys are literally doing it with metaverse. I know you can't confirm or deny, but everyone's seen the commercials on tv the the funny the weird commercial i gotta say it's a bit weird man the guy walking through a virtual reality jungle you know the commercial i'm talking about yeah that was that was strange man that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways this is Very awesome well. matthew i appreciate you reaching out let's do it again let's set something up for latinos in clinical research uh and let's let's keep talking to you and make this a regular thing and you know i know you can't 
reveal much, but we can just have conversations around these kind of topics. Sounds great. We'd love to do that. All right. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Thank you everybody for watching, listening, and we'll catch y'all later. Look guys, I'm telling you it's realer than you think. Bye-bye.